Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Well, again, good morning. My name is Chris Lynn Durham. I am one of the pastors here, and we are glad that you have joined us on this all-important day of the day we get to bless backpacks and the day we get to start a new year, a new school year, um, as many of you start probably tomorrow, or some of you may have already started, um, so we're glad you're here. Each Sunday when we gather together, just as we did just a few moments ago with Casey, We say the mission moment together. It's important that we know our mission so that we can live into that mission. So I'm going to say it again, and I want you to listen and hear it one more time. The mission of First United Methodist Church is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, serve him, and share him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. Over the next several weeks, our sermon series, Back to Church, Engaging God's Mission and Vision for Our Church, takes us deeper into that mission as we talk about what it actually means to know him, to love him, to serve him, and to share him. As we move deeper, we will hear from different preachers each week, including team leads from each ministry area. But today, we're going to start with Know Him. So if you will join me in our scripture reading, Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The word of God for the people of God, and so we say, thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy God, we are here. We pray that over these next few minutes that you might speak a word to us this day. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Amen. The scripture that we just read is probably one of the more well-known scriptures to so many. It gives followers of Christ direction and telling us what we should do. 
With that being said, I think it's also one that is taken a bit out of context often, and the person quoting it can forget about what came immediately before. The disciples, the women, and all who followed Jesus have found themselves in a really difficult spot. For the last three years, they had sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to his teachings. Have you ever noticed that most of what Jesus did in his time here was to teach? He taught with parables and often with questions that did not have answers. He always met the people right where they were, helping them to be present in that moment by giving them something they can relate to rather than just speaking over their head. But he never left them the same. They saw the miracles. They watched healings take place right in front of them. They ate with him. They laughed with him. They listened to him. They even heard the words from Jesus' mouth that he would die and be resurrected. But then their greatest fear unraveled in front of them. Jesus was arrested, tried, and hung on a cross. Really because he questioned those in religious authority. He ate with sinners. He healed. And he did things that those in the Sanhedrin felt were wrong. Jesus died at the hands of the people. The question on their minds were likely, are we next? Will they come after us? The story goes, the women went to the tomb and found that it was empty. They went back and told the disciples about their interactions with the angel and Jesus himself, who told them to go to Galilee and that he would meet them there. So they go to the place where it all started, where many of them came from to hear a final teaching. He tells them to go to all nations. Now this word doesn't necessarily mean the same as it did, does now. Then it meant something like foreigners or tribes of people who are not like you. Ultimately to the Gentiles, those who were not Jewish. Encouraging them to experience Jesus and God and to go and tell that story as well. They were told to teach to all who they met what Christ had taught them. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And remembering with every step God would be with them. In many ways telling them that while he is physically leaving them. The Spirit will walk alongside. Or put a different way, in the words of Stephen P. Eason, we are immersed or sprinkled into the whole being of God in our baptism. Whether we understand it or not, we are not powerless in the world. We are not disconnected from the omnipotent God as creator or from the redeeming work of God in human flesh or from the very presence of the same God in the Holy Spirit who dwells within us and among and sometimes outside of us. You see, the teachings, experiences, and the words between Jesus and the disciples had led them to this very moment. What the disciples didn't fully realize at that time and at the time that they've had with Jesus 
is that through it all, formation was taking place. While formation takes place every time we make decisions about our living, our lifestyle, our relationships, our comments about others we do or do not know, our use of God's resources in creation, their spiritual formation and ours is wrapped up in what we know about God, our experience of God, and how we grow in it. The Know Him team here at First United Methodist Church works to create the community that will provide space, provides love and support, and that safe space, not just a space, a safe place to grow in our understanding of Christ and of one another. Those leading in these areas and others like it know the importance of learning and growing and having space to ask questions even when we don't understand it. They also understand that, you know what, there's a whole lot of questions and we don't have all the answers, but let's talk about them. They understand the desire to know more and to seek to provide opportunities to do all of that. As I think about the ways in which God has formed me, I think specifically about my freshman and sophomore year of college. My college experience really changed my whole world. It took what I knew and in essence turned it upside down for the better and prepared me for where I would go in the future. As many of you probably know, I went to Tennessee Tech University, go Eagles, and I spent much of my time at the Wesley Foundation there. That first year, I did not grow up Methodist, so I spent the first year learning about the Methodist tradition. It was very different than what I had grown up in. But my sophomore year was the game changer for me. You see, every year at the beginning of the fall semester, Bud, our campus minister, would begin two disciple classes. He would always do a disciple one, and then either disciple two, three, or four. That way, if you've done one, you can take the other. There are many unique things about disciple. One is the commitment that you make. The original disciple, which is what we did at Wesley, was 34 weeks long. And each week when you met, you had a great deal of reading that you were supposed to have done, and you met for two and a half hours. We met every Sunday night for two and a half hours. Being a sophomore in college, I wasn't sure that I really had the time to do it, but I really wanted to try. So I made the commitment. The second thing that is unique about Disciple is that it requires you to get out of your comfort zone. So we began our journey through most of the Bible together. For those of you that don't know, Disciple 1 takes you from Genesis to Revelation throughout the year. And you read most of the Bible, not all of it, but you do read most of it. As we sat together that first Sunday evening, I will never forget what Bud said. We came in, we lit a candle that represented the presence of God in this space with us. And then Bud said these words. In Disciple 1, we will spend half the year in the Old Testament and half the year in the New Testament. As we walk through it, I want to encourage you to forget everything that you think you know about the Bible. 
for this time that you are here. Look at it as something that you have never read before and allow yourself to see it with new eyes and new wonder. Allow yourself to sit in the uncomfortable as much of what we can, will read can be uncomfortable. Especially as we talk about the meaning of different words and experiences that take place in the Bible that we often get taught are different than they actually are. As we do this work together, know that in our conversations each week, we will walk through it knowing only what we have read. Therefore, if we are in the Old Testament, we aren't going to talk about how Jesus came in and changed it all. We are going to sit in the Old Testament, taking in all it has to say. To be honest, living into this was quite possibly one of the hardest things to do because we know how the story ends. Jesus comes, he's, he's dies, and then he's resurrected, and then he fulfills all of the Old Testament. That's what we understand. We aren't living the Old Testament as it's played out. We are reading about it. And while I still came to the table with everything that I already knew, looking at the scriptures as though I have never read it, taking the time to see not just what I was taught, allowed me to ask questions. It allowed me to see things that I had just glossed over because when you're reading, you just go through things and you, you miss things. And it gave me a new sense of wonder. It also gave me a community. It gave me a place, a safe place to ask the questions. It gave me a safe place to doubt, much like some of the disciples did when they met Jesus on the mountain. It gave me a safe place to be wherever it was that I was. Since taking it for the first time, I have taken disciple multiple times and I have taught it. It has provided depth and more opportunity to know others' experience of Christ while also living into mine. As we venture down this road, this journey of diving deeper into our mission and what it means, and ultimately diving deeper into our faith, while we live into knowing, loving, serving, and sharing Him, remembering who we are and whose we are, may we find that God changes us. May we find that God moves us. May we find that God opens us and inspires us to not just know more, but to live into it, to teach all that he has commanded and know that God is with us every step of the way. In the name of the creator, redeemer, and sustainer, may the people of God say, amen. Amen.